from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals Training Camp Edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor with Chris Renkel. And it's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin. Another practice in the books for the Bengals on this Sunday. And, Skinny, I'm going to go on a limb and say this is one of the more uneventful practices we've had for a while. But I guess this is the point in camp that you expect. Yeah, not quite like last Monday's almost all special teams practice before they had that tough Wednesday practice. But this was pretty close. A couple of 11-on-11 periods, some red zone work, some 7-on-7 red zone work. But a lot of special team stuff as well. And you kind of expect that coming off of a game and a day off of not completely easing back into this, but but giving yourself a little bit of a breather today. And maybe they do that tomorrow and have a hard practice on Wednesday before the next game. It feels like the next game is going to be right here next, and it will be on Friday. Now, not just because it was more of a laid-back practice doesn't mean there still aren't things to talk about. I think the one that stands out during 11-on-11, it was Jamar Chase. Cook Cam Taylor-Britt once again caught a very nice ball from Trevor Simeon for a long touchdown. Yeah, that's where I, I would I would think that, that you would hope Lou Anarumo would say, hey, I know it's practice and we're trying to rep some certain things, but don't leave me one-on-one with Jamar Chase. No one wants to be one-on-one with Jamar Chase. Why do you think so many teams play cover two against these guys? Because of what Jamar Chase did there and Cam Taylor Britt's had a really good camp and whatnot but boy trying to cover that guy one-on-one is really really hard and it was a it wasn't even a great thrown ball but it was certainly thrown, thrown at least on the money Jamar Chase just had to make an easy catch for the touchdown speaking of that later on in practice DJ Turner who is we know as flash we've talked about the rookie out of Michigan there was an underthrown ball again. I believe it was from Trevor Simeon, yep. but he covered a lot of ground, was able to make a good play and prevent another big play to Jamar Chase. Yeah, and it probably was underthrown, and Jamar did have a step or two. But the, the one thing about D.J. Turner is his recovery speed. I mean, he can certainly run. And on that play, because the ball hung a little bit, it gave him a chance to show off his running ability. came across and just made the right play to swat it away. You know, Friday night, uh, he got beat on a double move up the sideline that Dax Hill actually made a really good play on to come across. And I think we talked to Lou Anarumo after practice, and, and he talked about a lot of these guys guys, but D.J. Turner being a rookie and trying to make sure things are consistent, and that's, that's why a lot of coaches, and lose one of them, he doesn't like rookie cornerbacks. He's admitted that in his past. He had Xavier Howard that he had to play as a rookie, and we know how good that guy is, and he even was tempted not to do that, but um, I, I think it's one of those ones where he, he just knows they haven't seen enough to be consistent. That said, D.J. Turner and D.J. Ivy both have been the talk of camp for what they've done as rookies, and they, can, they certainly have not had many bad practices, or really many bad practice reps for that matter. First time to talk to Lou Anarumo this camp. What were your takes away from our discussion with him? Yeah, I think a lot of the talk for, for a lot of us was about the unheralded defensive lineman we saw. I mean, Dominic Davis really had a great Friday night, recovered a fumble, which can sometimes be a product of luck, but he really did create that pick six for Tyson Anderson. He got pressure right in Sean Clifford's face. Clifford had to kind of throw a little bit sidearm, threw it late because of the pressure. Tyson timed it up by making a perfect jump on the route for the touchdown. Um, and, and he's had a couple of other moments in camp and, and in, uh, in that game on Friday where he really flashed. Jay Tufele had a really good Friday. Raymond Johnson, we didn't talk to Lou about him. He had a really good Friday. You know, they're going to have probably three or four guys off that defensive line get cut who can play. And, you know, it's a good problem to have. But there's going to be some guys on the street that are going to go to some other teams who can really play. And some of those guys showed on Friday. Dominic Davis, and he's a great story. I'm getting ready to go talk to him in the locker room here in just a little bit. But played a, a year of college football at North Carolina Pembroke. Came out, quit the NFL after a year due to some injury situations. Came back then and played in the USFL, and the Bengals signed him late last year. And here he is in this camp showing something. He's 27 years old. He's only got one year of NFL experience under his belt. But here he is grinding in camp and showing up on Friday in the game. I don't care if it's against backups, fifth stringers, or cones. He was really good. Speaking of guys trying to make an impact in the NFL, Jackson Carmen, the 
I don't know, you want to call it the carousel of Jackson Carmen <laughs> positions. He's been a guard, he's been a right tackle. He's now at left tackle is what I'm trying to get to. He's obviously not going to start over Orlando Brown Jr., but I think this does two things. One, means that Jonah Williams has won the right tackle position, and two, maybe they're not all that happy with the backup to Orlando Brown Jr. and they want to have a little more depth. Yeah, I, I think it's a little twofold. I think to your point, I think the Jonah Williams conversation pretty much ended last week, but I think today was kind of the sign of, okay, we're not repping those guys equally at first team anymore. Now, maybe right. that changes. Maybe we see something different tomorrow, but it seemed like a significant step. I think the fact that he has repped so much at right tackle in this cap camp, if you think he's your swing tackle, well, that means you would have to be – backing up right. right and left, and maybe now it's a chance to get him some more reps at left. But I do think, to your point, the significance of it is is that Jonah Williams, like we all probably already knew, that competition's probably over. Speaking of competition, the safeties continue to be who's going to start, who's going to get a lot of playing time. Want to hit on Friday night, Tyson Anderson with the two interceptions. We talked during practice. You think he's probably firmly on the yeah. roster now because of that performance? Yeah, I thought he was all along anyway because I, I, they really liked him last year. And, I mean, technically he's a rookie, and they, they don't cut draft picks very often around here. Um, yeah, some of that too. And, <laughs> hey, when you're paying a lot of other guys, you got to have some guys on rookie exactly. deals for goodness exactly. sakes. But if you had any doubts, if you were the staff, of what was he going to look like in a game? Because he, he had three preseason games last year under his belt, played pretty good in those, and then got hurt. And I think that was more or less – he got hurt, and he probably could have come back earlier, but let's just stash him. Good way to stash him, you know, without having to expose him to other teams on the practice squad by putting him on the IL list. Um, and this year he's healthy, and he's trying to win a backup spot. And, boy, what he did Friday was just spectacular. He had a pass breakup today that was a really good one, too. And, um, you know, I, I wonder if it gets to the point where a kid like this, if he keeps doing these things, if he doesn't start pushing for some playing time. I think we've all assumed Jordan Battle is going to battle one of the two safeties, Dax Hill and or Nick Scott, for maybe some playing time. But maybe it's Tyson Anderson who does that. Maybe it's all of them. Maybe the other day you look at me and go, we've got a pretty nice deep safety room that's really young at this point. All right, we're still a lot of time away from the first game. But with the second preseason game, teams are going to start looking at solidifying the depth chart, who's going to be on ahead of the line, who's not, or some guys you think need to have a good week this week. Um, you know, that's a great question. I think in that offensive line group, I think it's the interior guys, you know, Cody Ford, Trey Hill, even Max Sharping. They're trying to get Max some center reps so he can be on the, you know, they only carry eight linemen on a game day. You want a guy who's probably a center guard. Sometimes it's just a center, a guard, and a swing tackle. But you want one of those guys to have some maximum depth if some kind of catastrophe happens. And I go back to, to you know, that, that whole defensive line group. I don't think it has to have but, you know, are you going to force your way onto a roster that's really deep at that position? Um, th those are the ones mostly for me. I, you know, I, I waver at wide receiver. I, I think Stanley Morgan is on that cusp just because Andre Yoshivash flashed enough the other night to go, okay, he's a really good receiver and you don't want to expose him. You know, does it come down to a Stanley Morgan, Michael Thomas special teams thing where Mike would be a fifth safety, Stanley be a seventh wide receiver? Well, those are kind of luxuries to have, but is it one or the other? Maybe you can stash the other one on the uh, the practice squad. You would hope they could. But, man, oh, man, I, I, I think it's going to be some really tough roster decisions for this team to make. Luckily, they don't have to make them for a few more weeks. It's good to have only one cut day, I guess. For Chris Reichel, I'm Richard Skinner. It's been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals Training Camp Edition, presented by Blake the Attorney Maisland.